Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Connected Wellness Podcast. My name is Rachel Ann. This is Marianne. And we are so excited and so passionate about Connected Wellness. Here in this podcast, we're going to focus on the ways that physical, emotional, and spiritual health are all connected. We're going to see how can we take better care of our whole selves holistically so that we can live our best lives. We're really excited that you're here on the journey with us. We're definitely excited for episode seven. We established that we're excited for every episode. (laughs) Uh, That's nothing new, but thanks for being here. Uh, So I have a really um, strong connection to today's topic as we're going to see. We're going to talk about kind of this problem of hurry Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you in a little bit why I wanted to talk about this and, and thank you, Rachel Ann, for being like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Um, yeah. but first let's start with our wellness wins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'll go first because apparently I started talking. So <laughs> my wellness win is that, um, the other day I was, I didn't sleep super well the night before and I had so much on my to-do list to do. Um, specifically in my business, I'm in the process of launching a new program. I'm so excited about it. Uh, but if you're somebody who's ever like worked really hard on something and it's like a big project, it's multifaceted, you have to work with multiple people and different technologies and stuff like that. And there's a whole like strategy timeline that's like a month. So that's what this process has been like for me. And I'm nearing the end of it, which is really great. But I'm like, okay, I have so much on my to-do list today. I like, I need to do all of these things, but I'm feeling really tired. And so a little bit into the day, after I like finished a few of the things, a little bit into the day, I was like, Rachel, you should just like take a nap. Like we should just like finish all of your to-do things maybe after you're not because you're actually not, you're just not here. You are not pleasant. You're not feeling great. You're not producing great quality work like you want to. Um, and you're really miserable. So we should probably just take a nap. And so I just like took a nap right in the middle of the day. And that was a very big deal because I was like, oh my gosh, what if these hours that I'm napping is like prime time for me to do something else. And then I was like, Rachel, there is like, no, you can just take a nap and you can just work on these things. Like it's fine. Um, and I feel like that does tie into our topic of today, but (laughs) yeah, I was just like, I really talked myself through it. I was like, you can take a nap. Everything will be fine. What are you worried about? If you do take a nap? Okay. We can handle it. So that was a big deal for me to say, yes, we will be taking a nap. Yeah. And to know yourself, that self-awareness, right? That Mm -hmm. You know, there's no point in pushing through because I'm not going to be doing my best work. So it's actually Mm. to my disadvantage to like ignore the fact that my body is crying out for rest. Right. And this idea of hurry. Why am I in such a hurry? Right. Is that really like that time sensitive that it can't wait, you know, a couple hours. So good for you. I think that's a good win. Yeah. And um, you'll see that. Yeah. I definitely need to, to, to win like that too. But yeah. I think my wellness win is kind of related also, actually. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, kind of related. See, but I have a major issue with napping. I am incapable of napping, um, oh. much to like my husband's disappointment because he loves napping. He actually mm-hmm. loves this idea that I've, I've seen it on a t-shirt. It says, Jesus napped. Be like Jesus. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> 
yeah, uh, but I don't know. If something is wrong with me, I just like can't nap. It's it's just like not a thing. But mm-hmm. what I have been being a lot more intentional about lately is if you couldn't tell, I'm always having a ton of books behind me. So I love to read. Reading mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite things. It's just like a way that I feel like relaxed. It's a way that I kind of like disconnect from anything that's like bothering me. And I just like mm-hmm. go off into you know, another fictional world, or if it's a nonfiction, it's just, it's one of my favorite ways to relax. Um, And a lot of times I just keep pushing it back. Like, okay, well, maybe I can read a little bit after I finish this, or I can read a little bit after I do that, or after, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I just keep pushing it back. But in the last like week or so, I said to myself, I was just like, no, wait, like this can wait. You know, I don't have to do yet one more task before I can give myself half an hour of rest, you know, which mm. is reading. Um, and basically, I'll be like days ahead of what I need to do for my class, like prepping for my class. But if I have time, I'm like, I should just keep going, right? I need to keep working. If I have the time, I got to keep working. But like lately, I'm like, why? Like I can, I, I'm well set for my next week of classes. Like just take half an hour and read, just like chill, yeah. relax enjoy yourself. And then I'm always like happier afterwards. Um, and also like sometimes at the end of the day, you know, getting ready for bed, I'll just like pick up my phone mindlessly. And Mm. instead of that, I like, I'm just going to put the phone down and pick up the book. Right. Mm. (laughs) And that's a much better headspace before bed. You know, we all know about the blue light issues and, you know, stuff with messing with your sleep. So yeah, I was like, go me, you know, I'm just being about how I spend my time and being a little bit kinder to myself by, you know, letting myself do something I love to do when my work is not suffering, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. It's like, you don't have to work overtime to give yourself 30 minutes of rest. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, I actually, I finished what I needed to do. I'm actually ahead of the game. Right. Let me, let me enjoy this book. Um, and I think, well, do you find that that helps you to wind down before you go to sleep as opposed I think to scrolling on? Yeah. Oh, okay. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like reading fiction, you know, like something that like when I read nonfiction, you, you want to like think about it, right? Like I'm reading mm. it because I want to think about it, but fiction, it's just like a story. It's just transporting, you know? Um, so that definitely helps me wind down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Go you girl. That's a big deal. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Well, I have, you can't see them all, but hundreds and hundreds of unread books in this room. And if I ever want to like get through them all, I better just put my phone down, you know, put that math down. Like it's going to be there for me tomorrow and get reading. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm proud of us. We done good this week. Yes. (laughs) Go us. Okay, so do you want me to tell you why I wanted to talk about Hurry? Yes, please. I'm so interested in knowing this. Okay, so I have to tell you, I mean, I never really thought much about this, but um, my very good and wonderful friend, Mary Isis, you also know her, um, she gave me permission to shout her out today. Okay. She told me about this book that she read, so you told us about a book last episode. I'm going to tell you about a book this episode It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Okay, Mm -hmm. she told me about this book and she's like, I read it, it's amazing, you have to read it. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds good. But like, I just kind of like put it to the side. You know, like I have (laughs) hundreds of books to read. You know, I don't feel like I even have enough time to read all the books I want to read, but whatever. I was like, no, that does sound good. But like, right, maybe not in this immediate moment. And I like put it in, uh, 
in the library, like a request, right? So maybe one day it'll pop up and, you know, if I have time, I'll read it. Mm. But then one of my favorite churches announced a sermon series that they're doing called Unhurried based on that book, which is crazy that it's the same timing. Like this just happened a few months ago, but the book has been out since 2019. So why Mm. Mary Isis and um, his name is Father Anthony were doing this at the same time, I have no idea. Right. But I feel like that may have been God telling me, uh, you should probably, you know, pay attention. (laughs) Your best friend is telling you need to read this. You know, your favorite uh, sermon person is is telling you you need to read this and talking about it. So I was like, okay, I think I need to read this. Right. So I did get the book from the library and I read it. And then I also, you know, watched the sermon series. And like, it's one of those things that when you hear it, you're kind of like, yeah, I know. But like until you actually think about it and realize like the impact it has and maybe it can like change your life a little bit if you like do Mm. some of these things you know that's Mm -hmm. kind of what happened the more i was like exposed to these ideas so do you feel like hurry is a problem for most of us rachel ann oh yeah girl it's one of the things i talk about a lot with my clients even with my friends it's just like how do we escape this idea of like rush 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 i live in new york city yeah. Okay. Yeah. A New York City minute is like, and you have accomplished so much in that time. So, yeah, girl, I definitely think it's an issue we experience um, in, in our society for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's this idea that the busier you are, like the more valuable you are. Like, and if you're yeah. not busy, then you're not being productive and you're not maybe successful or something yeah. like that. So, we like use busyness as this kind of badge of honor. Um, and like, I don't know, I feel like if someone asked me, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I like not have nothing going on. (laughs) You know, like I just have all the free time in the world. Like I would feel almost ashamed to say that because if you're like not doing valuable, productive things, like you feel like you're not a valuable member of society. So that's like, I think a lot of us feel that way. I don't know. I kind of feel like Uh, we would be in the minority if we didn't feel like we were always hurried and wanting to like do more and more and more and and rush from task to task and thing to thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a lot of value attached with the products or the things that you create. Um, And it's like, you can't just like, sit down and relax. You have to have a reason in order to do these things. So how many math problems did you solve? How many, you know, uh, lesson plans do you prepare for? How many promo posts did you prepare in order to be able to nap? And it's like, no, my worth as a human is not defined by my output. And if it was, we would all fail. That is one of the many reasons why we need Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually just um, told a group of kids that we are human beings and not human doings, right? So we do not have to like do things to be valuable or valuable inherently as human beings made in God's image. That's a whole separate conversation, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of, yeah, like you led me right into that. But here's the deal also why I wanted to talk about this in this platform of the connected wellness idea, because I feel like this is such a great example of a core problem that affects our physical, emotional, and spiritual health, right? Yeah. Like when you're too busy and you don't give yourself a chance to rest or to slow down at all, 
physically, you're going to be run down and tired. You're going to have all kinds of perhaps stress-related symptoms, right? Or mm. not sleeping enough, exhaustion. Um, emotionally, like your brain is just a big jumble. You never have time to like, you know, sit with yourself, do any sort of introspection. You're constantly stressed. And spiritually, like you cannot connect with God in a hurry. Yeah. You know, and like that's you that to me was like one of my biggest takeaways because I often mm. feel like disconnected from God and I'm always like, Oh, it's gotta be my fault. I'm not doing something, I'm not, you know, spiritual enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. But I think maybe the core issue is I'm just like not giving myself time. You know, yeah. so that's why I think this is really key for so many of us. Like we try and, and fix the spiritual problem, the emotional problem, the physical problem, but maybe it runs a little bit deeper. Um, and we just kind of need to slow down overall, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, when we, when we slow down, we're able to understand and actually see things in a clearer way because we're not like rushing and forcing ourselves to be like, okay, what does this say? Okay, cool. Next. Like we're able to enjoy the moment and fully understand the whole picture. And especially when it comes to our spiritual life. I don't know if this is the case for you, but for me, the Lord speaks to me in many ways. And one of them, one of the ways is in the quiet moments. Mm -hmm. And I have to really sit there and intentionally quiet my mind and be like, okay, like all of these thoughts that go through my mind, I have to be like, okay, thoughts, we will go to this another time. Okay, thought, you know, mm -hmm. I trust that we will like, you know, do this tomorrow. This time is for like me and the Lord. And I feel like God, I feel like God is so patient with us because he's like, I'm gonna wait until you're able to just like slow things down. And mm -hmm. then you and I can chat. Doesn't mean that he's mad at us or he hates us or right. anything. It doesn't mean he doesn't talk to us in our busyness because I think he definitely does. Um, one thing that I've noticed in my life is that the times that I've gotten sick are typically times where I haven't spent a lot of time with God in the past few weeks. And that's typically because I've been really busy. Mm -hmm. And so I almost view the times that I get sick as God being like, hey, girl, since you didn't get messages like A through double Z, I wonder if you're going to slow down when yeah. I force you to slow down. Yeah. And I always, I always feel that conviction every time I get sick. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Like I'm looking at my schedule. I have not been spending time with you in your word, worshiping, praying. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took to this extent to get there, but I'm glad that we're here. Let like talk to yeah. me, like what's going on? What are you trying to deposit into me? Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh, we we will all rest, right? Um, we can do it deliberately and intentionally and, and in a healthy manner, right? Because we know that we need it or we will be forced to rest because like you're just mm -hmm. gonna burn yourself out, you know, like you said. So I would yeah. much prefer to do it deliberately, you know? Um, so that's kind of, yeah, what I wanna talk about. One of the things I wanna talk about like and again, why do we need to slow down? Okay, so like mm. you said one thing, like that's one of the ways that we hear God. And of course, I think it's going to be much easier to hear him when we are in a quiet space internally and externally, right? And, and we've given him some time um, to reach yeah. us. But like, think about it. Anything good in life, like it doesn't come in a hurry you know, like yeah. anything good. So things like um, excellence, right? You want to be great 
in your field or, or in your hobby or in your sport, whatever it is that you're doing, like that takes a long time, you know, and patience and, and, and deliberate action, not something you can do in a hurry, any relationship. Like, and Matt, I, I am kind of ridiculous. Like when I think about this, like, why do I expect me and God to be like tight and, you know, have this great connection when I'm like giving him a few minutes a day, you know, before work and a few minutes a day at night, you know, imagine if when Chris and I started dating, right. That's how, (laughs) that's how it was. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. during our date, I'm thinking of the things I need to be doing next. And I'm thinking about all these things. And I'm like, I only got a few minutes for you. Like, would we have any sort of wonderful relationship that we have? Like, no, nothing, nothing good comes when you're in a hurry, you know? So like, I don't know. It's something that we know, but I like to be reminded of it for me is really powerful. Yeah, I, I definitely think, um, I think you hit it right on the head when you were talking about the connotation of slowing down and people associate slowing down and resting with like laziness, weakness, there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not able to produce X, Y, Z. And I think that's one of the biggest things that inhibits us from being able to slow down. And in actuality, when we are able to slow down, just like you said, we're able to produce things really well. We're able to have strong, healthy relationships because they've been invested into because we've taken the time to nourish them. And it's the same thing with God. Um, I forgot, I forgot what pastor told me this, but sometimes when we pray, uh, it's just like a quick prayer and we're like, okay, God, I don't really, I don't really know if you heard me, you know, it Mm -hmm. it didn't really, maybe I caught you when you were busy, you know, I'll try again later. Right. It just seems very short. Um, other times when we pray, it's longer, it's deeper and it's like, wow. And we expect every conversation with God or every conversation with our friends or our family or our spouses or our colleagues or whoever to be that like long in-depth conversation no some of them is just like hey like a five minute check-in how Mm -hmm. you doing okay great you know and like that still feeds the relationship but what really does it is the intentionality that you continue to do that that you continue to show up um so that there is an opportunity for those long deeper connections to happen but that requires you to to take time and that's one of the biggest things i think we need to unlearn as people is that the more we rush and the more we produce things the more valuable we are and that is literally contrary to god yeah yeah very, very contrary to God, because the Bible says that we're created in his, in his image. So like right off the bat, we're valuable, mm-hmm. right? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not so much about the things that we produce. It's because of who we are, right. because I am a child of God. I am valuable. And therefore the way I exist in the world doesn't have to be this like rush, rush things. I'm not trying to, pro- I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. Right. God already loves me in, in already sent his son for me. So why am I trying to prove myself to other people when instead I could be spending time with the Lord and in nourishing relationships and enjoying the ease on the journey of completing the things that I need to complete. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, it's usually healthier in my mind, my soul, my body thanks me when I do it that way. But it is hard because the whole world is literally set up right. for hustle culture. And as an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, hustle culture is like something we thrive ourselves on. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm actually not going to be on social media for three days a week. And my friends are like, wait, what? Like, how are you going to promote? How are you going to do this? And I'm like, I believe it'll all work out. But my mental health burning out, 
It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. And that's the thing. It, I mean, it goes back to our stigma conversation from before. Like, there is a stigma against not yep. working enough, not doing enough, you know, makes you feel like you're not enough. And if you do, like you said, slow down, it can be viewed as lazy or, or whatever, or unambitious or something like that. So, you know, what did we talk about in stigma is this idea of educating ourselves and, and being the change, you know, so maybe we should stop answering. Like, this is such an automatic answer. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Super busy. Right. Isn't that like so automatic when you ask people like, Mm -hmm. maybe I should just stop saying that. Just say, I'm doing great. Thank God. Period. Right. Like, I don't need to tell you how busy I am for you to be like, oh, look at her. She's doing so many things. Like, you know, just we need to like kind of cut that, um, try just a tiny bit to change that, that perception of busyness equals valuable. Busyness equals good equals successful. Yeah. 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 You touched on something that I think is really important, which is comparison culture. Mm. And we see that a lot in social media and also in different communities of color. It's like, okay, like that kid and that family got straight A's. Are my kids getting straight A's? Like there's like this low key competition of Mm. like who can produce more. And it's like, no, like that, (laughs) that is not the purpose of of how God or why God created us. It's not to be like who can produce the most amount of things. It's how do we enjoy the life that he has given us and being able to give glory to God through it all so that more people can experience the joy that we have in the Lord. And so if I'm like, oh yeah, like this person is so busy, that means that I'm not busy enough. Maybe I should like stress myself out enough or, or more. You know, my mind and my body and my emotional capacity, my spiritual capacity, all those thresholds are going to be different than yours because we're completely different people. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, So I think that's another thing. People don't they don't see the behind the scenes of what somebody goes through. So it's like, yeah, you can maybe work out every morning at 5 a.m. And that works for you. Um, And you are able to have jam-packed meetings and you're not feeling stressed out about that. That's so great for you. But for me and my body and my mind, no, like we actually cannot be doing those things. And both of those things, as long as it's healthy, both of those things are a-okay. But we don't really take the time to recognize that. Instead, we just feel pressured because we don't, we don't match up with somebody else's output and everything they're creating. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me too of this, the conversation I think we had about like uh, some of the resources that were given attention, our attention, our time is probably the the scarcest resource that we have, Mm. right? Like, you know, even sometimes scarcer than money, like uh, because Mm -hmm. imagine, imagine how many things we pay for to save time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know you're in the city. You probably use this a lot. I've never door dashed anything or Uber eats <laughs> anything, but that's basically, uh, people are willing to pay to save the time to go and get their food, right. Or to yep. make their own food or something. So time and, and attention and, and energy, that's the scarcest resource that we have. So we have to be like super intentional, deliberate, you know, aware of how we're spending it. Um, because I think that that's actually the solution to this problem. Like you might mm. think the solution is I just need more time, right? Like how many times have we said, I need more time in a day. I need an extra day of the week, whatever. But like, really, what would you, well, I, again, I think I told you this before we started recording. I think Rachel, you're a little bit more enlightened or a lot bit more enlightened than I am in this particular issue. Like 
I'm starting way down here. I need to just like do something to to get off this hamster wheel because I don't know. I don't know what is wrong with me. Why I feel like I constantly have to be doing something, something, something. Um, even and and the funny part is Chris is the complete opposite. You know, so he's just, like <laughs> staring at me. I, I feel like a a cat or a dog with the zoomies, right? <laughs> Running around like a maniac, and Chris is just like staring at me, like you know, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so okay. Wait, I don't even know what my point was now. Um, <laughs> I love that so much. Wait, that was wait, such wait, a great wait. example. I promise I had a point. Oh, be more deliberate about how we spent. Yeah, yeah. Because if we had more time in a day, right? Like, mm. I don't know about you. That's why I said this. Because you probably would not answer this the same way. But what would I do? I would fill that with more work, more mm. outreach, more phone calls, more planning, more whatever, right? So that's not going to solve my problem. I'm not going to feel any less rushed, hurried, busy uh, if I have more time because I promise there's hundreds of ways I would find the need to fill it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think time is not the solution, but it's like paying more attention to what we're doing with our time. What do you think? Yeah. First of all, I appreciate that you think that I am so far in this. Girl, I've come a long way, but I got a long way to go. You can ask my husband if he thinks I'm patient or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another but, question, yeah. Our husband can what, commiserate, I think, about that, perhaps. Right? <laughs> what I will say is, um, to your point about is it more time, I agree with you. I don't think the answer is necessarily more time. I think the answer is relearning what it looks like to spend our time in a way that it is healthy for us. That's really the key. And also understanding why we feel this urgency. So you were, mm -hmm. I remember you were saying, like, I don't know what is wrong with me, but I just, like, I do the Zoomies. Girl, there's, it's not that there's something wrong with you. This is just how we were raised in the world to do this. This is the norm, right? And that's okay. It works for some people. Love it for you, sis. Not for me. I know it does not work for me. And so what you do is just basically be like, why do I feel like I'm rushing all the time? Mm -hmm. Before we were on the call, I was telling you this. I was like, oh my gosh, in moments where I feel like I'm rushing, I'm like, hey, Rachel, why are we rushing today? Why are we rushing in this moment? Like, do I actually need to rush? Like, if I'm about to miss a train, then yeah, I need yeah. to, like, walk faster. Um, but I'm like, no, if, it's usually not like that. Usually I'm worried that, oh, I'm about to miss out on something. Or if I spend too much time on this thing, then I'm not going to have enough time for the next thing. And there was a really convicting moment where God was like, do you not trust me to be able to deal with the situations that you need to deal with to give you what you need mm -hmm. for the situations i will give you what you need for every single thing that you're doing for your business i will give you that but if you're going to rush in the me and you process how are you going to produce something great for your business mm -hmm. how are you going to be wonderful in your marriage how are you going to be a great friend to people if you're rushing the things that are important so it's really so much of the Bible is just like societal things and just flipping it all the way around. And I feel like that's one of the things is understanding that this might be a norm for other people and that's fine, but it doesn't have to be a norm for you. And you can take the time to figure out, okay, what does it look like to have a buffer between meetings? Is it like a 15 minute buffer? Is it like a 30 minute buffer? I can say, yes, technically I am available this day and this time, but I know if I attend that thing, it is going to negatively impact me because I've been really busy or I'm already really tired or mentally, emotionally, I'm already, you know, at my threshold. So I actually should say no. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's learning how to basically just reestablish your priority list and trusting God that whatever needs to be on your priority list, he will put it on the list. If, if you need to change the list, he will tell you to change the list or he will create circumstances that will create that list. Uh, but I think that's like the biggest thing is really relearning what it means to spend time yeah. and like, why are you rushing? Yeah. Just, literally just ask yourself, <laughs> like, what do you get out of rushing? You just get to start the next thing five minutes earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it, and then you realize it never ends, you right. know? Uh, so you were, you said the exact word I was thinking about, which is priorities, like that idea mm. of, um, what is, what is most important? Like I need to think about my core values and how I spend my time should line up with my values. Right. So, uh, if, one of my core values is to have a good relationship with God. That should be one of my priorities. And, and that this is my bad. Like I shouldn't leave that relationship development, you know, to the end of my to-do list, right? Mm. If I want to be successful in my to-do list, just like you said, right? If I want to um, be fed and be filled and be guided, you know, by God for everything else that I'm going to do, I need to prioritize that. Uh, when I'm, I'm planning my time. Right. So that's why one of the, uh, the book mentions like four different practices that actually come straight from the life of Jesus, which is cool. Um, Mm. because it's not just like, Oh, I think this is good. Like, no, Jesus did this and Jesus was the perfect human. Right. And Jesus was very busy (laughs) actually. So, you know, we should try and do the things that Jesus did if we want to live like Jesus did, if we want to be like Jesus, which as a Christian, you know, that's our, our ultimate goal. So yeah. the first one that was mentioned was this idea of a practice of silence and solitude, mm-hmm. right? Of, of taking time, you know, every day, like some deliberate time to sit in silence and solitude and, you know, connect with myself, connect with God. It gives you clarity of thought, you know, clarity of direction of what are you doing? Like just this like moment of, of pause, hopefully more than a moment, but you know, a few moments to take a breath. And, and again, that feeds all three of our, our facets of health, you know, that Mm -hmm. taking a breath, stop moving, like just stop rushing. So, um, yeah. And, and we've been talking since episode one about my attempts at quiet time practice. So this is just a reinforcement, you know, that I need to keep working on this, which I have been, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have a a silence and solitude practice daily or daily? (sighs) Um, It seems like it's seasonal for me. And I know we talked about the um, intentional prayer app. I think I shared that with you. And that's been really helpful. But sometimes I just forget that it's there. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow, Rachel, you have five minutes to get ready before your next obligation. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. days that it's like that. Um, And I think something that is really important to keep in mind is that this is a process. This is a skill that we're learning. So, yeah, we're not going to be perfect when we've been practicing it for two months, three months, even a whole year. It takes a lot of time. We, We apply this skill in different circumstances and situations. That's how we learn what's working, what's not working. 
And sometimes we get caught up in um, in how often we don't do the thing, which makes us stop doing it and stop trying it. And I don't want people to listen and be like, oh, wow, like it's so easy for Rachel and Marianne because they do this, this, this. No, it's really hard, um, but we just don't stop trying. Mm-hmm. Even if we haven't done it for 14 days, on day 15, we still have a really, really good attempt at trying and we go for it. So I feel like that's a really big thing to keep in mind. Um, And something else that I think is really helpful too about the intentionality piece is like even creating a list of how rushing negatively impacts you. Something I do a lot with my clients whenever they're like really, really, um, they have so many thoughts going through their mind about a big decision. I'm like, make a list, make a list of the pros, make a list of the cons, see how you feel about each of them. That'll let you know what you need to do. And so making a list of, of all the things that make it difficult for you to stop rushing Some of them are societal. Some of them is like maybe you have a boss that just requires you to always answer your Slack. Maybe you just grew up in a culture or in a household or in a workplace where you are always expected to produce something to say that, hey, I'm worth it. It's something for a lot of uh, immigrant families. Us kids, we're like, we want to be worth our parents' immigration. (laughs) So we must produce everything. And our parents are like, I appreciate that. But like, you also can just like chill out, you know? I think that that's a big thing too, is taking the time to understand where it comes from. And that list helps you figure out what is preventing you from actually believing that slowing down is helpful. And even the term slowing down has a negative connotation, but it's actually very healthy. And one of the biggest things for me was realizing how it's impacting my physical health. Mm -hmm. On the days where I'm running around, my physical body will tell me Rachel, you need to slow down. I think I actually posted this on Instagram the other day because I was like, Rachel, you are doing so many errands. Your body is letting you know that you need to slow down. Thankfully, you decided to only do a few errands today. Good job. Good job with your self-awareness. And now we need to keep doing this so that we make sure we're not exhausting ourselves. So your body will tell you, your mind will tell you, and God will tell you. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't tell you, all of those yeah. things will tell you. At some will point, you we got to gotta listen. listen, right, to one of those messages. Yeah. So um, I like that idea of make a list of what's hindering you because, again, like when I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. Like maybe if I, you know, start that process of making a list then I one by one, you can kind of counter those points, right? Mm-hmm. You know, well, you won't be successful. Like, no, actually like I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, the way things mm-hmm. are, I'm doing great. Like even when I took half an hour to read my book in peace, like I'm still doing great. Nothing like fell apart. So you can, you know, take those points one by one and kind of, you know, counter them. And I think that is a a very useful exercise. Yeah. And then this idea of, um, you know, silence and solitude, you can think of it as meditation, it's mindfulness, it's prayer, Mm. it's all of those things, right? Um, You know, my issue in the beginning was I felt like I was failing, right? Because my, like my mind wanders, you know, whenever this happens. And even when you learn about secular meditation, you know, nothing to do with uh, Jesus, they tell you like, okay, you meditate, your mind is going to wander. That's normal and human. And you just, you know, bring your, your, your attention back to your breath or back to that, you know, word that you were talking about with the centering prayer. Like, it's okay. It's a practice. You can't fail. I think that if um, you feel like you're failing, you know, I felt like I was failing. I realized that because I keep showing up, you know, maybe not every single day, but multiple times over and over again and trying 
then I'm already like doing better. Right. And at some point, you know, again, you will see the benefits. Like we talked about the habits and and this idea of the boiling water analogy, right? Like Mm. for a while, I might not realize that something is happening, but if I show up, you know, day after day after day, this is true with any habit, right? Then eventually, you know, um, something clicks and, and it, and it helps. So I loved that idea of silence and solitude. Yeah. And I think having a realistic expectation about it Mm. is helpful because if you sit down and you're like, okay, I know that I will have thoughts come across my mind, but meditation is a practice, meaning you practice saying, okay, thought, we will talk about that Mm -hmm. later. And you just kind of push it aside in a non-judgmental way that gives you the freedom to fail or really just make mistakes on route to learning how to apply this thing in the best way, um, the best way for you. So I love that you brought that up because I feel like that means like, oh, when we fail, then we must stop. No, No. we we just keep going. And and that experience is teaching us something and we utilize that to move forward. And you can modify too a little bit, like perhaps, you know, doing quiet time at this particular time of the day just isn't working for me. Right. Because, but right before work, I'm thinking about all of my work tasks. Okay. So find another time that maybe you can quiet down a little bit, but also on this idea of like our the thoughts just never stop coming. Actually, Father Anthony, who is um, the priest at this church who did this series in in Arlington, Virginia, a long time ago when he was talking about quiet time, he said that he suggests putting a a piece of paper or a notepad or whatever, wherever you, you have your quiet time. And when something pops into your head, for example, I need to buy printer ink. I don't know, whatever. And it, you might get stuck on that idea because like, you don't want to forget about it. Just write it down, right? Like pause yeah. your, your prayer or whatever you're doing, your reading, write it down to get it out of your head and then just like continue. And I thought that was a great suggestion because again, if you don't get it out of your head somehow, then it just like stays stuck there. And then it also accumulates. Oh, I need ink because I have to print out this and I have to do this for my, you know, yeah. class next week and oh, the test and the review and the, you know, whatever. So I think that's a, yeah. a nice kind of practical suggestion. Okay. Yeah. God knows that we're human. Um, <laughs> totally. I mean, yes, he is infinitely patient with us. And I do feel like, you know, as much as I feel like sometimes I struggle with these things, he's like, you know, looking and smiling at me and being like, you know, it's okay, Marianne, like I got you, you know, <laughs> you know, like and drawing me in a little bit closer and giving me like these little, you know, nuggets of, of kind of feelings of peace and things like that, that I know if I just like keep trying and, and tweaking um, what I'm doing, yeah. it's, it's going to help. But can we talk about the second yeah. suggestion? I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about it. Um, and again, I have a hunch that you um, may already practice some sort of Sabbath. Is that true, ah, Rachel Ann? Yes. That is very true. Care to yes. share with us about that? Because, yeah, I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I do a social media Sabbath um, where I 
or like fast kind of <laughs> where I'm not on social media on Fridays, Saturdays or Sundays. Um, and then I also do a Sabbath where on Saturdays and Sundays, I don't do any type of like work. So even if it's like an enjoyable thing that I have to do for my work, I still don't do it. Um, and I try to keep work between Monday and Friday. I have a start time and I have an end time. Sometimes I have a client in the evening. So that means that I have a start time, but then I'll take breaks during the day because I have an evening chunk of work time that I have mm -hmm. to do. So I don't add on to the work day. I create more breaks and spaces during the day. So I'm not increasing my work hours. Um, so for me, that's what Sabbath looks like for, for me. There was a time where I also, <laughs> I don't do this anymore. Um, where I used to put my phone on do not disturb for the whole weekend yeah. as well. So like, no matter who you were, unless you were my husband, you could not get through. Um, I've changed that now <laughs> because I'm like, Rachel, we need to be social. So maybe my responses aren't as fast or as quick, but I will still respond on the weekend. But that's a very radical approach, yeah. but it's been working wonders for me. It really has been. So I'm not going to lie. The do not disturb all weekend sounds like blissful. Um, but yes, maybe not, yeah. not super reasonable, but, um, okay. Here's my question. Do you run errands on your Sabbath? Like grocery shopping, you know, anything you have to do, or is it just work work that you don't do? Um, I usually don't do errands on the weekend. If I do do an errand, it's usually because like, let's say I'm going to hang out with a friend. I'm like, okay, let me go to the grocery store, grab, grab a snack to bring yeah. to the friend. Um, but yeah, no, I usually leave the errands for my Monday through Friday, obviously as much as I can help it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As much as I can help it. So let me just tell you why I have so many feelings. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you could probably already imagine, but so as I was reading this in the book, like the author who is a pastor, um, like he does a legit Sabbath, like a, like, I mean, not like a don't even turn on the light kind of Sabbath, like nothing legalistic. And we should never be legalistic about anything because Jesus mm -hmm. is the one that was like, no, there's no, you know, he took away legalism you know, he said that, uh, this is actually very interesting. Jesus said, I don't have the verse on me that the Sabbath was made for man, right? Not man for the Sabbath, meaning that we mm. need it, right? Like the Sabbath is something that we need. We need rest, right? God knows that we need rest. Um, that's why he rested on the seventh day to show us, but not that man was made for the Sabbath, that there's this like whole, you know, um, structure that we must follow. So you have to do this and then you can't do this and you can't do that and you have to mm. do that. So I, yeah, I would never, you know, even try to do something like that. But my, my issue was like, he was so hardcore about it. Like do, you know, not, don't run errands, don't grocery shop, don't, you know, look at your phone, don't, uh, whatever. And I, it just like felt so overwhelming. And I imagined like, okay, if I tried to do that, like I would feel totally behind for my next week, you know, like, because mm -hmm. like Sundays for me, as I said, on a recent, uh, reel that, that I made, like part of my self care is prepping for my next week, right? It's getting mm -hmm. the good groceries. It's doing the food prep so that I know I have healthy food to eat. And I was like, you don't want me to even, you know, take care of myself on Sunday. Like that seems, <laughs> so I think I, I was like having issues with that. And then when I heard father Anthony talk about it, he was a little bit less like intense about it. And just his mm. kind of version is Sabbath means to stop, right? It's to stop, it's to rest. So to kind of stop the hustle, stop the work. 
And we need this like period of time again to just like, you know, and be Mm -hmm. able to enjoy life. Like we work so hard Monday through Friday. Like we need this time to be able to enjoy ourselves, to enjoy our loved ones, to enjoy God. Right. So it's this idea that um, it's just kind of like taking a breath. And the suggestion was that everything that we do on the Sabbath, it doesn't have to be Saturday, but whatever, you know, period of time you give yourself should be some version of worship and delight, like delighting Mm -hmm. in in God's blessings, you know, whether that's friends, family, nature, you know, hobbies, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And um, it really sounds delightful, (laughs) you know, so it's something I want to explore, like if not for a full day, but a half day or something like that. Um, it's something Chris and I have been talking about ever since I, you know, read this and maybe stay tuned. We'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think you brought up a good point, which is like, Hey, maybe a half day, or maybe you can incorporate Sabbath like things while you're actually doing something on a Sunday. So while you're meal prepping, maybe you're listening to worship music or you're praying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, cause also we still live in this world. We still have stuff we need to do. You know, it, it takes a lot of privilege to be able to say, okay, I'm only going to do this to this, right? You have to really set up your life that way and be able to, I don't have kids. My expenses are relatively, you know, they're not everywhere. You know, I don't have five million errands to go to. So f- for someone like me, it's, it could be a lot easier. But if you have a whole home, if you have kids, if you're taking care of people, I could see it being really difficult. So the idea is just to find that time, even if it's just in chunks of uh, chunks of time yeah. instead of a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, something to work towards. And of course, there's a lot more things, but I look at the time now, Rachel Ann, and we are just about <laughs> out of it, uh, I guess, as usual. So we can... <laughs> possibly pick this up another time if we want to do a part two but um for now do we maybe have like one one takeaway what do you think um for me my takeaway is to intentionally do what's called soft life which is all of these things that we're talking about which is intentionally slowing down not trying to hustle 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 to make a million dollars or to make a million things it's like what do i need to Mm -hmm. do and i will do that Mm -hmm. And then go from there and asking myself in the process, oh, I notice I'm rushing. What is this about? So for me, that's the that's a lifelong yeah. journey is to try to do soft life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I think I'm going to go with, and I want to say Mary Isis and I were talking about. So thank you to Mary Isis, you know, for telling about this book and and having all these conversations with me and listening to me ramble like I just did now. But um, I think we were talking about this idea of like simplifying our schedule and that every time something comes Mm -hmm. up, like you don't have to say yes immediately, you know, maybe pause and think about how is this going to affect me? Kind of like what you were saying. Am am I already like having five different things that day, you know, or every other night that week? Like maybe I can just like take a moment and think about it Um, because I, yeah, I would like to to simplify my schedule a little bit. declutter, if you will, you know, my schedule and my physical Mm. space, everything except this library, the books are not going anywhere uh, (laughs) for the record. But yeah, so there's a lot, you know, um, that came out of this book and this series. Uh, I recommend both um, the book and the series, but more so the the sermon series. Honestly, it's on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you want to link it, uh, Rachel Ann. Yeah, we'll link it below. Excellent. 
it just like really gave me a lot to think about for sure. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think on that note, um, we'll link it down below. We'll also link the book down below in case people want to buy it too. Um, we love hearing from y'all clearly when you have really great conversations with us, with us we're like, that is a podcast episode. So thank you, Mary Isis. Um, and our last episode was an audience request too. So drop below any um, topics or ideas you have for us for future episodes. We have some guest speakers coming up. So we're really excited. Definitely, Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, you can find us on the gram. We're at Connected Wellness Podcast. You can email us at connectedwellnesspodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. What are the, what are the things you've been doing to um, not hurry as much or do you enjoy hurry are you somebody that's like i can hurry and my body doesn't get mad at me we would love to hear your journey about hurry culture hustle culture and what you're doing to make sure that you're health healthy in in all of that so on that note i we bid you adieu and marianne what do you usually say and wish us i will all? wish you to be well till next time be well yes. Thanks for tuning in. Be well, everybody. Take care. Bye, Bye. everyone.